Are we live? All right, Aromatic Fragrances International. We're doing a uh, another podcast, kind of uh, meet the employees. We have one of our night crew guys that's in here, so we figured we would uh, introduce him as Michael, but known as Haas. And then we have Hans, uh, part of the media team. Um, so what's up? What you guys been doing? Just making money. Making money. I'm pushing the mortars out, man. So we're, we're in our busier months right now, and it is literally booming. Um, guys are working ridiculous overtime. It's, that's actually why uh, he's in a little bit earlier today. Yeah. Stays a little bit late. Um, four to four. Dang. What are the guys making it happen? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Give, give me something interesting that maybe no one else would know that you haven't done in other episodes or, or any other things that come up. From small town Georgia in Kingston, but you know I got the opportunity to travel all over the world when I was about eleven to fifteen. Eleven to fifteen, an international yeah. traveler. All yeah. right, so we're we're an international company, right? right? Um, I think as far as uh, my outlook on that, um, I've been to Canada, I've been to Mexico, um, Puerto Rico. That's about it. Uh, where where have you actually gone? Where's uh, your outcome? First trip was to Fiji and New Zealand, and I was 11 years old, and I turned 12 on the plane over there. So Fiji, I started out 11 in America and landed in New Zealand at 12, so that was pretty cool. And then uh, we went to England, Ireland, and Wales for my second trip. Okay. And then the last trip I got to do was, uh, so we landed in France, then we went to Switzerland, Austria, and ended in Italy. So before 15, you were actually a world traveler. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So was your family like military or like, mm. I mean, how did, how did you get into that? It was uh, the People to People Student Ambassador Program, which was started by Eisenhower after World War II. So that's like the international student exchange thing. Kind of, sort of. I mean, you're a glorified tourist with a name tag, essentially. Yeah. They build it up and make it sound all cool, but they do give you a lot of really good opportunities. There's also college credit involved, too. Yeah. If you were to keep like a journal of every day and like you can send them off and they can give you credits and stuff like that. Okay, so what, so I'm trying to step this back. So we're like you a horrible child, and your parents were like, "I need to get him out of the country." <laughs> like, <laughs> no, the program it was started for, by Eisenhower, like I said, basically to send Americans to different countries after like war torn, you know, World War Two. And it's like, oh, hey, to, we're we're to not like, the to like populate the countries. No like culture. <laughs> No, basically to, like, share culture and be like, we're not American snobs like we've been made out to be, you know, essentially, in a nutshell. So is it, like, through the school system? You have to get recommended by somebody, and I still have no idea who this day recommended me. But it's like you have to have really good grades all through elementary school, which is obviously very easy. Okay, so you're a smart guy. Count by twos and tie my shoes, So So it can't be be the flunky. It actually has to be someone who's bringing something to the table. And then essentially, yeah. And then once you're recommended, you have to go through a couple of interview processes. And then if you actually get selected, then you have, they give you a couple of options of trips you can go on, but they're thousands of dollars. Okay. But that covers, you know, travel expense, hotel, food, like everything's paid for. You're on a bus, you know, you're going all over the place. And my mom's a registered nurse. So she was making some pretty decent money back then. And she just worked a lot of overtime basically to send me on these trips. So I'm oh, so this very, wasn't like government funded. This no, was, no, it had to come had out of your own pocket. Yeah. So I was I'm very, very grateful to my mom for how hard she worked for that. 
So you're talking like two or three thousand five like per country, like five grand per country. No, like five grand for the whole trip. For the whole trip. Yeah. Okay. So did, did the parents actually go with you? No, you're chaperoned by. So they like put teachers. you on a plane. Yeah. With a teacher. And and good luck. Yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah. Man, that's interesting. Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. Like we got the letter in the mail when I was like eleven. I just finished uh, sixth grade. Okay. And mom was like, "What is this? Like we thought it was junk." And then she's like, "They want to send you to New Zealand." I was like, "I don't know what that means. I don't want to do that." Like. Okay, so so to me, that would have to be fascinating to go into another country. Right. So I'm I'm 11, 12 years old. Yeah. I'm used to cheeseburgers and fries. Yep. Drive throughs, apple pie. You're in the south, right? (laughs) And then you go to another country. Being 11 and 12, what's the biggest thing that you remember, like, at the beginning? Like, when you went to the other country, like, was it customs? Was it plane ride? Was it? It was accents. uh, That was the biggest thing. Like, when I first landed, I was just like, oh, like, these people talk. Like, the ones I've seen on TV. So was it accent or, like, you another language you didn't even know what they were saying? No, like New Zealand, they speak English. I mean, okay. but it's like, it's almost like an Australian accent. I got you. But it was just like you know, so like their um, their slang's a lot different, and just stuff like that. And also their cultures of like where we have Native Americans, they have the Maori. Okay. So there's like you see all that stuff's like in the background. It's like everywhere. It's like their carvings, their culture, you know, and. Uh, I mean, that's a lot to absorb at 11 and 12 years old. Yeah, like, I didn't really understand what was going on. I was just like, okay, I'm in this country. Like, we're going to go do cool things and see stuff, I guess. So were you, like, sightseeing? Were you slave mm-hmm. labor? Did they put you in a warehouse and you had, like, stitch <laughs> shirts? <laughs> no, it was basically, like I said, like a glorified tourism name tag. Like, we all had to wear, like, fancy little polo shirts and had a name tag. We had to wear it at all times. Basically, that's why I mean, you, you don't wear sleeves now as protesting that as a Exactly. Child. <laughs> and so, it's 100 degrees in that warehouse, so... That's funny. So let me, okay, so let me step us back. So your mom was a nurse. Uh, you had this opportunity to, to travel internationally, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so 11, 12. So this was like a yearly trip that you guys would take for a couple of weeks because you did it between like 11, 12, and like Yeah, 15. well, there was like, um, so after New Zealand and Fiji, we did the England Island and Wales. And for every trip you go on, you have what they call a homestay where they take you and they drop you off with a family for a few days. And obviously, really yeah, like to, like you live with them, you go to school with them for a few days, you eat dinner with them, everything they do, you do with them, so you see how it's actually like to live in another country. Okay. Obviously, these families are vetted; they're not just like dropping you off with like some yeah, guy. Yeah, pedophile. Said, yeah, or yeah, yeah, basically. So uh, my English or my England trip, I got uh, dropped off with this kid named Matt. His dad was Dal, and his stepmom was Kirsty, and. He took me on what they call a hill. It's a freaking mountain to me. Like, there's nothing that big in Georgia until you go, like, up to Blue Ridge. Yeah. So, like, we're going walking up this thing, and it's, like, right out his back door. Like, he lives in a 300-year-old house, and you step out of the door, and it's a cobblestone street. And his town was, like, the size where I came from, Kingston. It was, like, a mile long. And then it was just farmland after that. So I was, like, out in the country just in England. That's crazy. It was really cool, man. It was my favorite. But me and him, we hit it off really well. So um, after that trip... He's probably watching this video right now. I hope so. He's like, oh, man, there was that guy. I hope so. So after that trip was over, um, I'm trying to, it's been so long. It was either that following Christmas or the Christmas after, he and his dad actually came and stayed with us. 
to the states. Yeah, because me and him hit it off so well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and like you know, they'd never been to the states. So yeah. you know, we took them all over yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, we took them all over Atlanta and like you know, up in Rome and stuff. Because my mom works there, so she knows like all the chopper pilots and stuff for the ER. So I actually got to take them up in a helicopter. That was pretty. Good. And then um, <laughs> they let me play hooky for my. Uh, Ninth grade year for a few days, so I could go down to Disneyland with them, or Disney World, whichever one's in Florida. So your mom actually seems like she's pretty cool. She's she's. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're not her kid, (laughs) (laughs) she loves me to pieces, but with the iron fist of like, you're gonna do right. Yeah, you're gonna be an upstanding citizen, which is you know. I got you. Which is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Hated it when I was a kid. So so. International travel, you got to do that so you're roughly 15. Mm-hmm. The culture, the language, that type of thing. Yeah. So I guess you weren't really driving. No. Uh, how was the food? Was it like food, different cuisine? I mean, I mean, like, when I actually got to stay in the homes, it was really, like, great. Like, yeah. uh, when I went to Austria, I stayed with a family for a few days there. And not sure what the guy did. The language barrier is really intense, too, because, like, when I went to England, they speak English. It's fine. It's just an accent. But when I went to Austria, they are very much fluent in German, and I had no clue. No idea. Sign language? Nothing. <laughs> so, like, the and, like, usually when they, vet, <clears throat> when they vet the parents and, like, yeah, the families and stuff, they, they speak English, but the kid that I was staying with didn't speak English all that well. Yeah. But we both loved heavy metal music, so we kind of had that, and I was like, oh, like, did you know this band? He was like, yeah. Like, they're awesome. They rock them. Yeah. I was like, cool, man. So, like, I went to school with him and stuff, and, like, their school was just, like, really different. It was like, you know, you had the changing of classes and stuff like we did in American high school, but it was just like the whole experience was really strange. Well, if you can't really understand the language. That too, and yeah. And then you're trying to, you know, right. even the writing, nothing really mapped. Yeah. So you're just totally confused. But during that stay, we had a big, um, big backyard barbecue with all the houses that were around them because they all had students staying with them too. Okay. So, you know, it was like three or four families all came together at that house I was staying at, and they cooked like wiener schnitzel and all like you know really traditional austrian foods and they were amazing okay so, so like, the that other was kids were they american or were they from like yeah Ireland? no no man they're all from georgia oh so it was like you guys kind of went as a group yeah they were like they were all like from atlanta like i was the country bumpkin from yeah, way up in small town kingston. kingston yeah so that's neat all right so so you had the i'm going international and then hans actually has the I'm coming from Dubai to the States. To the States, yeah. So I guess the difference also is the age. He was between 11 and 15. Right. And you're basically coming through at... 16-ish, 17. 16, 17. So when you came to the States, Mm -hmm. what was your perception? Like, what was the the big thing that really shocked you the most? Oh, it was everything. I can relate to what he said, accents. It felt like I was in a TV show, like how I saw you guys back there in movies and TV shows, that's how your accent is down here, especially in the South. I'll be back. Yep. (laughs) Literally, I came and I landed, and I told my cousin it feels like I'm in GTA. The roads are, like, marked different, and the cars look different a little bit. You have different brands. We don't usually do Dodge and those kind of brands back there. Yeah, yeah, American. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys have more, like, Mercedes and stuff like that. The price is over. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I just felt like I was in a video game or, or a Southern TV show. I mean, one of the things that really surprised me, um, even when I was in Puerto Rico, was gas being by the liter. Oh, yeah. Like, so I first saw the <clears> yeah. price, and I was like, gas is cheap. This, this is, is great. I'm moving here. Too. Right? And then all of a sudden, you start oh, doing man. the math, and you're going, oh, that's not that cheap. 
But it's just a shocker. You just don't know. Yeah, that's a big yeah. thing to adjust to. I can like count a, a bucket list of things. We got, you have you guys do gallons, you guys do pounds, you guys do Fahrenheit, you guys do miles. I, we didn't I do that. We did kilometers. We did kgs. We did Celsius. That was a big shock. Like I just every time I was in class and they whipped up or said something about Fahrenheit, I had to take out my calculator and convert it because I had no clue. And I kind of get that the other way. Right. So I get it. Be right. like, okay, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't understand you guys, man. Meters to kilometers, one thousand, and then you guys have the, the mile. How much? How many feet is in a mile? Five thousand two hundred eighty. That's such a hard conversion <laughs> to do. That was hard coming from somewhere yeah. where it's one, then a hundred, then a thousand, mm. and then ten thousand. I don't know. I I used to fight it, right? Like I like standard tools, you know, uh, quarter, three quarter, five eighths. You know what I mean? I mean? That's what we were raised on, like. But was, now, like metric, feet. right? It's just like ten. Yeah, eleven. It's easy. Twelve. <laughs> like you, like you can't screw. I'm not having to like divide how much like inches in my is head. Is that three like, quarter? Is that five eighths? Hold on, let me do the math on it. You know, so now I'm kind of getting more towards the metric side. I use more, right? And and we sell in pounds, but I mean now the companies have kilos and stuff. You know, you understand how it makes sense. And of course, like right. you said, you know, thousand grams a kilo. Yeah, makes sense. Right. Right. And you go to the U.S. side, and you're going, yeah, we might have missed the mark. That's two point two pounds. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I get it. I fought it for years, but right. now as I get older, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Um, so the accents were different. Yeah, um, the accents took me a little while to adjust to. So because Hollywood kind of portrays Americans a certain way. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, did we match that or not? In some aspects, yeah. But in some, it, it wasn't as bad as Hollywood shows. Sometimes Hollywood shows as, as South being, you know, back in the... 1980s and, and yeah and all it wasn't as bad as, as i expected it yeah yeah um food food was another adjustment and i thought all you guys ate was just cheeseburgers and fries <laughs> but then i came here there's a lot of things there's mexican food up here and it, it, it's funny you say that me and my uncle had this conversation the other day and we were like you know there's certain foods in certain areas that you like right right so you're in the south you got soul food uh, you know, you get out to Texas, good barbecue, get up to Chicago, pizzas, mm -hmm. you know, you go through the whole nine. And my uncle goes, man, I used to hate it when I get a job in the Midwest. He goes, what do they have? He goes, I just hit the normal fast food joints. Mm -hmm. but, right. So my mom always stands up for the Midwest. She was Indiana, Illinois, that area. So I said, mom, Midwest. Oh, a good chicken pot pie, <laughs> you know, rice and, and corn and good vegetables. And I'm going... Yeah, that's not the stuff I'm going to order. You know, if you're right. in a restaurant or right. something, you're not like, ooh, I hope we have a good, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, okay, so the food, the people. Um, the units. The units. Um, you got your first check. Right? Yep. That was kind of Texas. Like, so so he, he gets his first check, and he's like, oh, okay, well, that's good. Right? And he gets his second check, and all of a sudden Uncle Sam gets involved, and he goes, are you serious? Like this, oh, yeah. oh, this my is goodness. how this breaks down? My first check, it hadn't been two complete weeks. It has been like a week or around a week when yeah. it was payday. So it wasn't like high. But right. then my second check was complete two weeks. So the, the taxes went up. But I had calculated according to the old <laughs> measurement. And I came in and I, I talked to German and I was like, hey, did you guys mess up my check? It's it's not tallying up. And he was like, welcome to taxes. Yeah. Yep. Land of the free. Yep. Except after you pay your taxes. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so with, with you traveling, um, would you do it again? Is there any place oh, that you want to go? Yeah, man. I still want to go everywhere. Like, like, I really, like anywhere? Anywhere. I don't care. 
I want to just it's it's great to get out of here and see how everybody else lives. Because like when you stay in just America and like not even just America, like just in the South, if you don't ever leave the South, like you have such yeah. a closed mind to everything that's going on around you. I think there's some people, and it's it's becoming less. But you were born in a small town. Literally, your family was from that small town. You didn't know anybody that lived anywhere else in the country. So it's not like you could just go to your aunt's house in yeah. New York. So literally, you just didn't travel. You didn't have any money. Yeah. So I'm taking a vacation within the next state, and that's yeah. it. But now, I mean, you can literally go to Vegas for two, three hundred dollars. You can go to New York Especially and spend a week the for five, six hundred bucks. Airbnb taken off now. Yeah. And Uber and just like everything's different now. It's easier. I mean, now, yeah, it's easier. It's cheaper. Everything's more connected. Everything's moving around faster. But it's like I've got family all over the country. I just, we're not close. Like I've got aunt and uncle out in Texas that I've seen. Do you really like want three that times. on tape that you're not close to your family? <laughs> That's out of the family. <laughs> well, they moved away. Like, you know, we got the same. They never really came back. Like, yeah, Christmas and maybe a Thanksgiving. Or aunts and uncles. Yeah. So maybe further out. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, I've got cousins that live right up the road, and we, you know, hang out a good bit and stuff. So, you being Dubai to the States, right. is there anywhere that you're trying to go to? Like, is there a certain place you're like, oh, I want to go to New Zealand or Yeah, Egypt I've, I've or... been to. I've traveled through the Middle East, um, Pakistan, Turkey, England. I want to do Europe, Central Europe. Mm -hmm. It's just beautiful. And then I do want to do New Zealand. The architecture yeah. of Central Europe. And then okay, the... so wait a minute. So, you've already hit all those other places. I haven't been really into Europe. I've done yeah. Middle East and then Pakistan and then I've done um, Turkey. Okay. And then England. England and up to Scotland. How was Turkey? That's pretty good. Turkey was cool. Because I used to work with a girl at uh, Ingalls that was from Turkey. Yeah. Turkey's architecture is amazing. Like, it's underrated, in my opinion. And the food is, of course, Turkish delight. It's just. I amazing. mean, I'm, I'm amazed. So, how old are you? I'm 19. So you're 19, mm -hmm. right? You've already done all this oh, world man. travel. Yeah. And then you're in your 20s, and you've oh, done all this world 30. travel. You hit 30? Yeah. Uh, you're old. I, I know. I'm pushing okay, my so, hill. So you did all this traveling up to 15. Yeah. And then from 16 to 30, I went have you to, traveled anywhere? Uh, I went to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I lived there for a few months when I worked for the theater. Okay, and, uh, so that's why you want to travel some more. You, you yeah, yeah. You were younger. You've, you've had well, a you gap know, where... I got my daughter, so I've basically just been grinding out, like nothing but work, making sure she's yeah. got a decent life. So so your goal needs to be, I'm going to plan a trip in the next couple of years, bring my daughter with me, and give her some world travel. And I was thinking about the other day. I was like, oh, I'd really love to take her somewhere like that. Like, Even if it's just to Canada or something, just like out of the States. Yeah. Or even just to other states, because like I haven't even seen most of my own country. Like I've like I've been to California, I've been to Texas, but like you know, Midwest to North, never been to any of those. To me, Northeast is you have to go. I've right? been to New York for like a day, and then yeah. we, like went over to Connecticut after that. And, like New York, like that was a culture shock coming from the South. Like oh, even yeah. Atlanta is nothing like New York oh, of City. Course not. Like, yeah, Especially the density, right. the population. The, and it's just like it never stops. Down. Like, we were out there, like, I think it was, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah. Because the person I was with, like, they had, they were just turning 21 at midnight. So I was like, hey, like, let's hang out here in the city till midnight, and then we can go get a drink. Like, you can get your first legal drink oh, in yeah. New York City. I was like, so that's a plan. So we'd, like, and just coming out of there, it's still just, like, hundreds and hundreds of people all up in the streets. Yeah, you guys don't realize how dark it is out here at night. Oh, I do, and it's beautiful. Right. I love it. Oh, Georgia? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. scary to me. Like, I'll yeah. be going down 41, and there's no traffic uh, streetlights, and it's just stars. no car. The one thing that people don't realize in the city is that we still have stars. 
Right, yeah. right, right. One, you have the pollution and you got the, the lights that's coming off everything, the neons. But when you get out in the country and it's just dark, mm -hmm. you literally can look up and see the thousands of stars. But you right. forget that. Like, even in the suburbs of Atlanta, you can look up and see maybe 50, mm -hmm. maybe 100, right? Yeah. But when you get out in the country, I mean, you literally see thousands because it's crystal clear. Well, the best is when there's no moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's no moonlight even polluting that up. Like, you see everything. Right. So, on the international level, I'm really surprised, though, you, as young as you both were when you did all your traveling. Yeah. I mean, we have another girl, uh, Marcella, that just started working in the lab. And right after she graduated, every dime that she made was to take another trip. And, I mean, she's the same thing. She's been, you know, England, Germany, uh, Dubai, um, She's back to France right now, and she had four or five other trips. I can't remember, so I don't want to misquote. Um, but I don't think a lot of people understand that it's not that. What do you need? A passport. That's it. Right? Basically, go get a passport. Cost you a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, depending on how you're filing it. You get it back. You book your trip, and you go. And I, I, I don't I think if parents don't travel. The kids are like, oh, we just don't do that. Right. Right. Definitely. You know? But if your family travels all the time, you're like, oh, this is normal. This is what we do. But it, I think a lot of people think it's expense. Oh, we don't have enough money to do that. Yeah. But it's not as expensive mm -hmm. as people it used to be. People don't realize it. Like, you yeah. look at Dubai and you'd be like, oh, my God, if I go there, I have to spend 2000 bucks. No, no. There's hotels, good hotels, 100 bucks, like, for four nights, five nights. You don't have to. Like per night or just for all four or five For nights? all four or five nights. You live. See, it's a small country. Don't live in the middle. Middle of the busy city, just live right. on the outskirts. It'll be like a nice it, yeah. hotel. It's like Manhattan, New York. You yeah, know, you're gonna pay four hundred bucks a night. Yeah, start getting a little bit further out, you're back to a hundred bucks. Right, a night. Uh, you can go there, have a good week, and around a thousand bucks or less than that. It's not that expensive. That's interesting. Yeah, you don't have to take like the hi-fi airlines that go directly there. Just take a connecting flight. It'll be much cheaper. Oh yeah, that's how we did most of our traveling. Uh, connected flights. You don't go directly. You just stop over at some place. It brings down the price like half. Well, the the girl that's traveling, Marcel, I think she was getting paid like nine or ten bucks an hour. And right. She's like, I'm going to France. And you're like, you make ten bucks an hour. How are you going to France? Airbnb. I save all my money. <laughs> I, I'm a good good shopper. I set it up. Make it happen. Yeah. I mean, they have like the hostels and stuff over there. I actually stayed in a hostel in uh, Ireland. I've seen way too many movies. I <laughs> and see, that's what I was gonna say too. And like, it it is pretty scary. Like, it, it really weird. Like, I walked in. It's supposed to be our hotel room. It is like plywood floor, plywood walls with like some plywood bunk beds. But how much is it? Like five bucks? Like yeah, for a night. So like we stayed. I think that for like two nights because it was like a like a like a layover kind of from our next city we were going to. My uncle. Uh, went through like a midlife crisis. I tell him that. And he says, I didn't go through midlife crisis. <laughs> but he literally saved his money, uh, early 40s, sold his house, sold his cars, uh, most of his belongings, TV, computer, all that stuff. And he bought a sailboat, and he went cruising in the Caribbean for three years. Oh, that's man. awesome. Right? So it was him, his wife, and they had a dog. Right? And... They had a blast. They'd go around to the islands and check Most everything the, out. And they made port, right? Like, you know, your resupply or whatever. And like You just go up to the island. My, my uncle's like, every island has a fort up on the hill. Mm -hmm. And then one main store, usually right below that. Yeah. So they would find the fort, go down to the store, get all their supplies, go right back to the boat, boat, and off they'd go for a couple weeks. Um, he also said rum was dirt cheap. 
So he said he was drinking a lot more than he yeah. thought he was drinking. That Jimmy Buffett line, uh, man. But, but that's different, too, with international. You know, yeah. certain things cost more. Right. And you don't realize it. Like, everything has a resource, so it's cheaper in that area or it's not. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Venezuela, you need fuel. I mean, we're talking it's under a dollar a gallon. Right. right? right. Well, that's not going to be that in another country, but just because that country is set up with the currency, this all lines up. Yeah. yeah. So there's shocks. Another thing that's kind of underrated is you guys are American. You don't even need visas for a lot of countries. Like when we had to travel, we had to do all that, get a tourist visa, pay. You guys just show up at the airport and that's all you need to do, have a passport and money to eat. That's it. Show up at the airport. And clear customs. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's the biggest thing with American tourists. We always seem to buy something we're not supposed to be buying. <laughs> try to bring it back. But I'm American. Yeah, I should be able to bring this turtle shell back. Yeah. It's pretty. No, Actually, man. I bought a conch shell horn in Fiji. Like, we took, like, that was a really crazy experience, too. Like, we got on, like, uh, those long, like, uh, cigarette boats or whatever they are. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a little, little tiny trolling motor. Uh-huh. And, like, went up this river, stopped, swam in a waterfall area. Like, that was crazy. Like it's normal. Yeah. They were just like, oh, this is what we do. And then they took us on up the river to go uh, actually sit with a tribe. And, like, we spent a few hours there, like, doing that. And, of course, they're, you know, trying to peddle stuff to us because we're tourists and all that. So I bought this conch shell horn. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. They're like, oh, yeah, this is what we blow when we're going down the river to let people know that we're coming or, you know. Oh, so it's like like an instrument. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of. So I bought this thing and uh had it for a few days and we're about to head back so you know pack it up in my suitcase you know had no problem got it home and uh i opened up my bag to show my mom and it was gone oh no it was there it oh. was just they didn't remove the actual creature from inside and so like the smell just like hits the car that's <laughs> mom, they're just like oh what is this and mom had to like bleach it out in the bathtub for a few days like before the smell finally dissipated i thought you were gonna say uh, i'm literally the traveler that always leaves something in the bag that questions it so they unzip it, and then they leave this sheet of paper in there. It says, Homeland Security, check this <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah, no, I was the traveler that left something in every country, too. Like, like that first trip, I think I came back with half the clothes I had. So on purpose? No, no. You just I'm forget just, the package. Very unresponsible 11, 12-year-old. That's funny. Uh, okay, so you coming from Dubai. Um, is there anything there that you miss that you don't get in the States? So, like, your you know, favorite spot that you went to, mm-hmm. favorite food, something in the culture, you're just like, yeah, we definitely don't yeah. have this in the there's, States, and I really miss that. There's a lot of things. Um, 24-hour restaurants. Okay. A lot of restaurants over there had um, were 24 hours. I had a little cafe right next to my house, and at night, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., you're studying, watching a movie or something. You get bored, go there, eat. Um, hmm. Down here, there's not a lot of places like that. Now, we got Waffle House, yep. steak <laughs> Crystals, and Steak and Shake. And some McDonald's. And some McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And then that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Mediterranean food, it's pretty good. Um, it's pretty flavorful. I used to like that a lot. And then it's a small country, so everything was close by. I mean, you wanted to go do desert safari, sure, it'll take five minutes from your house. You want to go to the beach, ten minutes from your house. You want to go skiing in a uh, artificial mountain with ice in it, sure, like twenty minutes from your house. So it was everything was. But it's close almost by. like New York. It's just so yeah, packed. everything's right yeah. there. Yeah. That's and then of course my friends. I mean, I grew up with those people. And everybody's back there, so that's another thing I missed, definitely. Mm. I would ask yeah. you what you missed in the States, but we kind of, we figured that out. Yeah. All right, so this kind of wraps up international traveling with uh, a couple of AFI employees. <laughs> out. Hey. 
has anybody seen Josh? 